At Boar's Head, we place a premium on authenticity, and the home-roasted flavor of our ever-roast chicken is no exception. Inspired by a medley of ingredients from the garden, a family recipe, and slow-roasted craft. It's the authentic taste of home and the unmatched quality of Boar's Head. Ever-roast chicken, sliced fresh at the deli, only from Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Blog Talk Radio. Podcast episode number two hundred and seventy dot three point three. Hi, welcome to the program. This is a New York Sports Talk podcast. We are coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Hi, it's ready uh, to unload with Count Pete. I am the aforementioned Sam Pete, Steve Sampietro, one of your hosts for the podcast, uh, where we uh, we talk about New York sports and other stuff. Lots of other stuff comes up from time to time. Um, as it has nay these, low these, nay, not nay, low these 270 episodes. And um, if we decide that we want to talk about it, we do, but it's mainly New York sports and we have a lot to get to tonight. We have the Jets uh, and the tank problem. Uh, we have Mike McCagnan and the football guys, a GM problem We have the Giants and their offensive problem. That's just in the A block. The NFL has a CTE problem. Uh, and then in the B block, we're going to talk about Matt Harvey and arbitration and that situation, that problem. The Yankees are going back to the playoffs, but do they go for the division or do they rest Severino? What do they do to get ready for the wild card game? That's a problem. Will we watch the baseball playoffs? That's a problem because we've been so turned off by this baseball season uh, for the New York Metropolitans. That's a problem. And then in C block, uh, AKA the apologies to Lindsey Buckingham, because we don't always get to it. Uh, the Islanders have a problem. Where are they going to play hockey? Barclays, Belmont. Mm, other B-type places. And then I also have a problem. I'm playing too much hockey now. I play ice hockey. I'm not very good at it, but I love playing it. Love playing it all the time. That's a problem because now I love hockey more than ever, I feel like. So there you go. It's a problem show. And what are we going to do? We're going to solve the problems. That's what we're going to do. So let's get to it. This is uh, Ready to Unload with Colin St. Pete. It is September 21st. It is 10 p.m. It's time for the program. Hi. We talk sports. It's not that big a deal. Nice and easy. We talk sports nice. Like, you know, go put on a pot of coffee maybe if you're listening live. I doubt you are. But a lot of you listened last week. A good number of people listened last week uh, to the podcast. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We've been there for a really long time. I feel like we do not have one review. (laughs) And we've been on (laughs) available on iTunes for seven years. We do not have one review. Like not even my mom went on to say they're nice boys. Nothing. Uh, so uh, jump on the on the uh, iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Okay. Let's uh, bring in the co-host of the program. The yin to my yang is the Kel. Harry to my Krishna. Mr. Kel. Brian, that's the guy. That's him. That's him, female bot Cal. Uh, Mr. Brian Calniva Capino. Cal- 
Steve. How are you, buddy? All right. Can you hear me? What? Uh, I sure can. What's going on this fine evening? No, not much. Not much. A lot of problems, apparently, though. A lot of problems in the world. But you know what? None of them are good problems. No. No such thing. Well, why don't you, very quickly, before we get into the A Block, why don't you quickly explain uh, what exactly we mean by that? That's an RTU thing. We should explain it to people. What a good problem is when people say, we got a lot of problems, but they're good problems. Right. Right. And how, so, do, how, do, we, how do we feel about that? Well... What the word problem is negative, just by definition, right? Correct. Yes. Right. So how can how can it be good if it's bad already? That's right. <laughs> I'm which I don't... which is the theme for us on the show. Low, there's there's low again. Nay and low these seven years. Um, we have uh, had a lot of. Uh, Shows go on. We've had a lot of sayings. We've had a lot of things, like a lot of kind of uh, RTUisms, if you will, come out of this. A lot of funny moments, Cal. A lot of the comedy. A lot of yeah. Well, it's 270 and a third episodes. So right, and, and, and one third episode. Right. But the there's no such thing as a good problem to have is known by the people. My brother said it today. In in saying that. There's no such thing as that, as you guys say on the show all the time. Well, we're part of the lexicon now, so... I don't know if that's true. No, it seems that way. <laughs> well, maybe locally. How about the local con? The local lexicon? The local lexicon. That's local where le- I buy my car. <laughs> the local lexicon. Stop by your local lexicon dealer. <laughs> Tell them RTU sent you. Are we sponsored by Lexicon? No, and do that. I want you to go there and tell them RTU sent you and see what they say. You can drive right now at 2017 Lexicon Awesome Pants. Um, we should uh, before we get into the A block and so much uh, of the sports to talk about. We should bring in the the other host of the program, who runs the fun load. That's the the latter part of the program, uh, where we talk about you know fun stuff. It's kind of and he steers that ship. He's, Have you, you know, Hooper drives the boat there? Yeah, and he does a he does a really good job. And I think it's time that we evaluate his performance because I think he he's due. For I agree. I agree. Bring him in. Early tomorrow morning in the, <laughs> you can see us tomorrow morning in the um, the RTU offices. He That'd needs to meet in conference room B at nine o'clock. Right, not A. No, no, no. Don't that's go a, in A. That's for serious stuff. Yes, and also if you could fill out these performance evaluation forms, have these done uh, for us. That'd be and great. maybe not, maybe not dress down tomorrow. Yeah, maybe tomorrow's not short day again. Your, your 375th straight shorts day. And maybe the Marvin and the Martians t-shirt can, you know, take a day off. That's all I'm saying. Hi, Peach. They, they do a good job. When I heard you say that, oh, man. That is, that is a, a, a phrase in my family. Oh, for like, a, like a car dealer or something like that? No, whenever they're talking, really, whenever they're talking out of their ass. Uh, the old, the the older guys, the older generations in the family. The, you know, it's like, Jeva, 
did you go to the to the new place, the uh, the new deli? I did a good job, man. Did you see that? I did a good job. It's unbelievable. I, I love. Well, what'd you get over there? Job. I got baloney. That's it. You walked in. You got cold cuts. You left. But they do a good job, is what I'm saying to you. Well, but to be fair, time they don't know what they're talking about, they do a good job. Is in the conversation. But to be fair, what's their job? <laughs> is to provide cold cuts. Did they you see the new parking meters they put on Nuno Plain? They did a good job. <laughs> what are you talking about? By the way, you're imitating. They took out the parking meters. They put them back in. No. <laughs> I can't decide if this is a new character you're working on or is this is this character work you're doing? Yes, but no. Okay. This is real. They do a good job. Who is this guy? They do... Listen, did you know the pet store got robbed? And it's a shame because they do a good job there. Every time I go in, they're doing a good job. How often do you go into the pet store? I got no reason. (laughs) You see what I mean? That's another answer. That's another big answer there. I got no reason. It's always a dead end. Yes, it's just it's just one of those it's one of those things that happens at every holiday dinner, every you know whatever, every backyard barbecue. This the these things float to the top where I got, we got to hear about the good jobs that are being done, usually on Staten Island. Yes. Yeah, and would you? How do you feel that the local lexicon dealer does? How do they do over there? <laughs> they do a good job. They do a good job. They do a good. Listen, I never had to wait there. Is what I'm saying. Do you go? You there? don't own. No. You don't. Right. You don't own a lexicon. No, but Tootie goes. He never had to wait. Tootie, Tootie said they did a good job. <laughs> they he do. Tootie's here. Let him. Let him know. They do. <laughs> Cal, I like the good job though. Well, because I got into the. I like. I got into that with the boys. The good job by you. You know the the Bill Simmons. Because that was always the, uh, what was it, Russo? It was always Mad Dog. Cal that's a good, a job. good that's job. Good... Yeah, well, Russo always just said, Mad Dog always used to say that. He always used to say, that's a good job by them. Uh... So that was like his big one was like, well, that's a, that's a good job by you. And it, of course, he says it like Mad Dog. That's a good job by you. Right. Good job over there, Mikey. <laughs> good job by you. I love that guy. That guy is great. Um, that guy is great. Um, so you're gonna let before we jump into the uh, the A block, uh, Peach, give us a uh, a taste. Wet my beak on the fun load. Oh, the fun load is uh, um, the fun load. Henceforth, will be a single topic. If we call it a fun load. It's going to be about, you know, Rolling Stone said this about the Led Zeppelin. Let's talk about Led Zeppelin tonight. That's a fun load, but boom. Tonight, okay. Tonight we're doing uh, the smaller thing, Fun Load Cafe. 
So it's all uh, it's single payer. We're going fun little cafe. We're going single payer. Cafe is is it's coffee talk. It's uh, all right. You know, it's it's the thirteen things you would talk about if me and you was just sitting having coffee. Um, okay. Small topics, light topics, get in, get out, that kind of thing. So now we got three. We got Fun Load Main, we got Fun Load Cafe, and we got the uh, much darker Thought Load. So there's so there's three now three varieties of Fun Load you can get. The Fun Load guys, they do a good job. Original recipe Fun Load, extra crispy Fun Load, and barbecue Fun Load. Cal, is there another, what is Edward it? George Gold. George oh, the, Gold, the other one. Yeah. Tremendous. That's the other word. I was going to go skinless. Skinless fun load. Boneless fun load. Boneless popcorn fun load. Fun. Popcorn. Popcorn shrimp fun load? Wait. Or popcorn chicken fun load. Popcorn yeah, chicken pop- maybe. Popcorn fun load. <laughs> maybe. Popcorn you ever, fun load. Have you ever had the popcorn chicken, Cal? Have you done it? Where? At KFC for me, I've done it from Popeyes as well, though. Yeah, I mean, I have. have you have you have you ordered that shame? Have you like brought it. that shame upon yourself? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like it at all. I think I've had it once, and it, there was no chicken to it. It was just like a crunchy, uh, breaded right. mess. Yeah, magnificent. No chicken. Uh, it's just the shame that you feel when you. I'll have the forty. Piece chicken popcorn. See, I didn't feel shame. I was I was angry. I felt oh, you, like you what, felt what is this? Oh right. yeah. You expected right. meat. There's no meat. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? All right. So yeah. we get to the fun later. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the main uh, the main topics. A block. Let's go right into it. Pete, do we have the new A block music? There it is. They do doing low. I'll let this run all night, so you just have to tell me. But we just have to talk over it. No! Like we have to do the whole A block over it. Start shouting. It's 37 minutes. All right, cut it, cut it, cut it. All right. All right, let's make sure that Cal's mic is so I said cut it. Cal? <laughs> they do a good job with that music. They do do a good job with that music. I think I think we've discovered something though. I think every time we play some music, Cal's mic cuts out. Let's see if we can get him back. No. Is that a thing? I don't know. That might be the thing. Tap that mic, Cal. No, sir. That sounds, dirty. that sounds dirty when you say that. That does sound filthy when I do that. Are you serious? The sound cues knock Cal off? I don't know. Something's, something's knocking him off. It's weird. Because he's totally fine. And now he's got to come back and come back in. He'll come back in in a second. I wouldn't um, blame Blocked Off Radio. I feel like it's blog. I feel like it's... I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Do, no, listen. Blog Talk Radio, they do a good job. <laughs> they, 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 listen, Uncle Good Job, they do not do a good job. <laughs> Uncle Nudzio, Uncle they do not do a good job. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, at the top of A Block, uh, Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit. At the top of A Block, I love you. To, um, and I, you. I think Cal's just in like with you. 
It go either way. Yeah. It go. I could go either way with the good with the, with the good job guy. It depends on what he's wearing. Exactly. And as we know, it's usually shorts and some sort of t-shirt. Some sort of yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, at the top of the A block, Cal, I have uh, the Jets. I also want to talk about the Giants in here. Wanted to do a little football to get things started because. Um, I don't. I don't think you were watching the game the other day until uh, later in the game for the Jets. First of all, can we can we discuss this phenomenon? We talked a little bit about the idea that we weren't as into football, and it's been gradually waning over the years. And you're not watching Jet games even, you know, as much as you used to, or football as much as you used to. Um, I'm not either. But like on Sunday, like there's. There's nothing there. There's no pressure. There's no juice. There's nothing as a Jet fan right now. Like, I I flipped it on at 4.05, and I was like, all right, I guess. I'll watch it a little bit. But I, I, I found that, like, I had a better opportunity to watch it this week than I have in the past. Like, like Teresa's, like, leaving me alone. I'm like, why are you leaving me alone? Shouldn't we be doing something with the children? Why is it when they're good <laughs> two years ago, I have to go apple picking today? Right. But now this year, no apple picking. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you want to watch your game? Now it's my game again. Right. Well, because it stinks. Because they stink. And when I don't need to watch, I'm allowed to watch. But um, how have you found that? Like, you, you, you've moved farther and farther away. How are you finding that? It's, it's the same for me as it's been. Like, I – well, Okay. Here's a good story. You'll like this. I watched about five minutes of football on Sunday afternoon. All right. Like around 3.30. Okay. I took the opportunity to mow the lawn Sunday afternoon. All right. So Sunday at 1, during the NFL season, I chose to mow the lawn. All right. Wasn't I wasn't given a directive you were under no orders nope right this was free will chose to mow <laughs> i i chose to mow the lawn i went food shopping before one o'clock with the intention of maybe i'll watch the games at one and i came back i unloaded the groceries i looked at the time i said yeah mow the lawn and i mowed the lawn so i came in and i sat down at three thirty. i'm like all right this is a good time to at least check in maybe on the red zone see what's going on around the league I sat down at 3.30. I made myself a little sandwich. What did you have? When I say little sandwich, I had it on one of those little potato rolls. (laughs) And we put, it was simple. Just some roast roast beef and some provolone. Beautiful. On a little sandwich, which I had been thinking about since I got it at the deli three hours before. (laughs) Like... I'm going to sit down and watch football and eat my sandwich. This is going to be fun. Did you melt the provolone? No, nah, I just, I just threw it together quick. I was starving. Just, uh, not even 15 seconds in the micro. No. All right. It took me less than 15 seconds to make the sandwich. For future reference, that may be something you want to do. And then you're a 30 second sandwich. Nah, I was hungry. I just remember I had just mowed the lawn. That's right. I apologize. Right. right. <laughs> and it was, and it was hot here in New York on Sunday. It was like in it the eighties. Hot in Pennsylvania too. Yeah, crazy. So I sat down. I got my sandwich. I'm going to watch the, the best part of the afternoon of football, right? That's, I mean, we can agree 
if you are a fan of the NFL, the best part of the day is probably 3.30. Right. Yes, approximately. You get, you, you get the end of the early games. You get the beginning of the late games. But it's, and especially if you have the red zone channel, you get you're going around the league and you're seeing eight games at once that are finishing right. up. Right. And there's always a lot of activity, so it's great. So I sit down three thirty, got my sandwich. Five minutes later, my daughter walks in. Fourteen years old. <laughs> Love her. She's a beautiful kid. It's great. She walks in, she goes, ugh, rolls her eyes, and stomps out of the room. Excellent. I look at my wife, and I'm like, what did I do? I mean, I'm just existing right now. I'm not, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just sitting there. There I go, breathing again. I was eating my sandwich, and I was watching some football. Yep. Well, it, tur- it turns out that A... She hates football. Sure. And couldn't, wasn't happy with the fact that it was on TV in her house. And B, I stunk to high heaven from mowing the lawn. Ah, I see. And the combination of the two completely set her off. Pushed her, pushed her over the edge. So now it's 3.35. I feel terrible because my daughter has stormed out of the room. I've upset her somehow. Right. And I'm like, eh. We'll go mow the back lawn now. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And those were my five minutes of football watching on yep. NFL week two. Sounds great. And like, didn't like, it didn't, I didn't care. I'm right? going to go mow the backyard now. Yeah. I was thinking I'll do the back next week. And then I decided I did it this week. Did you finish the sandwich? Yeah. The sandwich was, that's the five minutes. That's, five minutes the, that's the advantage of the small potato roll. Really quick. I was starving, too, so I ate the sandwich in like three and a half minutes. But Yeah. Mutarivam. He went big on it. But the point, the point that I'm trying to make, and it's a, and it's a cute anecdote about teenage daughters. It, also, is, it is a cute. It's very anecdotal, I feel it like. Really, it doubles this yeah. story as an Good anecdote about yeah, being, you know, being a dad with a teenage daughter. Right. During the NFL season. Yep. Um, the angst. And, the teenage angst. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, fun. It's good. It's fun. Um, it's going to be it's an episode of, of a show on ABC Freeform, I think. <laughs> it, should, it should test well. Yeah. But, um, but the other part of it is the fact that the NFL just does not interest me. Doesn't hold your attention. Right. right. And that's what we were talking a little bit about last week. So now yes. the Jet game is coming on at 4.30 or 4 or whatever it was. You and don't even let, know. That's how disinterested you are. So I, I, <laughs> like maybe they started starting games at 4.30 now in the NFL for the first I, time ever. <laughs> no, they start games at 4.25. 4.25, I know. I'm just teasing. I, listen, <laughs> I have a job I have to prepare for, right? Yes. They got to know that at least. Yes. Um, but the Jet game was coming on, and in, and in years past, I would have, you know, I, I would have ignored – the, the uh, ranting of my daughter and be like, well, too bad. All right, go to another room. The jet game's coming on. I'm going to watch the jet game. This is my time. Right. I mowed the lawn. I fulfilled my obligation. Now I get to watch right. football because you got to watch Project Runway all morning. Right. Right. Which I just watched, by the way. Yeah. Just watched an episode before the show. Good. 
with uh, with with my wife. It wasn't solo or anything like that. I, I assure you. I, you don't have to. You don't have to. That's qualify. fine. I feel the need to qualify. They do a good job on Project Runway. Yeah, they do. Necessary. They do a good job. Tim Tim Gunn does a good job. Um, but, but yeah, yes, you you fulfilled your obligation. She had, uh, you know, she got to do what she wanted to do. You yeah. get to do what you want to do. Right, but it's, I would have watched the Jet game. I had no interest in watching the Jet game. Right. It's Goonie style. It's like down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. Right. Yes. She didn't get that reference either. She didn't know, well, because she was, she's only 14. Right. Um, so I, we, we, of course, check in towards the end of the Jet game. And this brings right. us to, you know, brings us perfectly to our first topic. And, and so... I'm watching these games with, again, the first few games this season I've gotten to watch all of, inexplicably. Um, li- almost live, like basically live. Which never hasn't happened in five years. Um, and I'm watching to see guys like Jamal Adams and guys like Marcus May and guys like uh, Robbie Anderson and, and the young players, or even Brandon Shell this past week. Like young players getting major playing time seeing how they fit in the system. And even like a guy like Lee, you know, like Darren Lee, like trying to figure out if he can play and which he can't. He can't. Um, no, no, no. He's, he's really Spoiler bad. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's, he thinks. Um, and, and, you know, just seeing the young players, I want to see even, you know, Wesley Johnson, the center. I want to see how he holds up against a really good defensive line. You know what, you know, uh, Josh McCown is, you know, what guys like Matt Forte are, you know, even Bilal Powell doesn't get enough burn, but, Elijah McGuire got some carries. You want to see him get the ball. Like, that's why you're watching the Jets. You're watching the Jets to find out about guys. Well, and oftentimes when you have a team that's bad, that's sort of what you hang your hat on. Is you want that's to it. see what, what, you know, the, the outcome of the game doesn't matter to you anymore. That's right. You want to see if, if by some chance these guys can play and there might be a future. That's it. Right. And, 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 you know, we'll talk about the Mets later. Like that's the only reason to put a Met game on is to see a Med Rosario who never plays anyway. And Dom Smith, you know, and Brandon Nimmo maybe, or whatever is to see the young players getting at bat. I, I see them get at bats and I turn the game off. Like that's all I need. I'm good. I don't need to see Robert Gesellman pitching to the bottom half of the Marlins lineup. So you're, you're watching that. And for some inexplicable reason, we're going to pick out something very particular here, and it's been talked about a lot by guys like Joe Caparoso from Turn on the Jets and, and DA, you know, and, and Dalvin and stuff like that. But uh, the Turn on the Jets guys, a lot of, a lot of Jet, right? But they are singing it from the mountaintops, and it should be sung. Why in the world is Jeremy Curley in a game, a 42-20 to 20 game with eight minutes left on a drive? taking snaps away from, from, you know, uh, uh, Darius Stewart. Like, why is that happening? Why is Chad, Chad Hansen dressed and only playing six snaps? And this is something that we're, we're texting to each other in, as it's happening. It's not like we read it and then we're, we're piggybacking on it. At the time we're, why, why did Matt Forte just get the ball four straight times on a drive when they're down by 25 points? Right, like why with eight minutes left to go in the game, like wh- what are you planning on figuring out? I could see if it was so. Somebody made the argument, well, you know, you have to have competent players in the game, whatever. Like, what if Diaz, if Stewart runs the wrong route, he could get McCown killed, you know, something like that. And I could see that argument for like a left tackle, right? 
Like you don't want to put your kid left tackle in there in a 45, you know, 42 to 20 blowout and you risk getting your quarterback killed. Right. But we're talking about a wide receiver. What's the worst thing that happens? He runs the wrong route. So there's three other guys in the route. So somebody gets sacked. Like it, it, there's no reason to see well, Jeremy Curley at all on this team, let alone in that spot. Well, let me ask you a question. And, and we, we talk about this a lot. It happens a lot in baseball, specifically with the Mets, where managers trust their veterans more than they have than like, right. They're so afraid of a rookie making a mistake. Capuano did it too. Right. Actually, that's, that's an even better example. The coach is so afraid of a rookie making a mistake. And then the coach looking bad because he was playing a rookie that he just runs the veterans out there because he figures they can't get on me for playing a veteran because you're going to get what you get. He's starting two rookies in the secondary. No, I'm, I'm, I understand that, but what I'm saying is how much of that plays into this with Bowles, where he's maybe just, like where's Powell? Where's Powell? How's how that a rookie? They still don't use Powell. He's not a rookie. It makes though. no sense. It I just I, makes no sense. What? But, but okay, you're right. It makes no sense. I was just about to say, but what is it? But you just answered it. It makes no, no sense. You, no, There's no I think, answer to I think it. that's part of it. I think that's part of it with Todd Bowles. Um, I, I, you have a first year coordinator. Maybe he wants to just, I, you know, it's early in the season. I don't know. Look, you can make the argument for playing Jeremy Curley early in a competitive game over a, a rookie. Sure. Right. Like that, that game at one point was 17, 10 before the month and the jets were going to get the ball. Wasn't it 17, 10? It was 17 or 14, 14, 10, 14, 10. The jets stopped them three and out and are going to get the ball on that punt. And <laughs> The, the now released, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Hammond, um, uh, fumbles his third punt of the season, and the game's over. Right, right then, the game is over. Like, you knew the game was over that moment. Right. If they had any fleeting, flickering chance of being in that game, they need to catch the ball there. And they had three timeouts and two minutes left. Maybe they score there even, you know. Um, but but in, I could see Jeremy Curley in the game at that point. But it goes back to last. I can't see Matt Forte, but I can see Curly in the game at that point because you're you're trying to play the better player to be competitive. But you got to find out what these guys are. What are we? What are they doing, Brian? Last year he did the same thing. Like why? There was no reason that Fitzpatrick should have been starting all those games at the end of last year. None. But he kept throwing Fitzpatrick out there. Other than he's trying to save his job. But but is that the way to save your job by throwing an ineffective veteran out there? Absolutely. And also, how are you saving your job at 42 to 20? You're losing that game. So isn't that the sign of an inexperienced coach that really doesn't sure know is. what he needs to do to save his job? Sure is. Right. He's bad. He is not good. Like this, it, this, yeah. season was, this season was supposed to be a referendum on a number of things with this team, right? A, a number of things. You knew they were going to be bad. You knew they were gonna they were gutting the roster and playing young players. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you knew this was gonna be a referendum on uh, eventually on Hackenberg, on guys like Brandon Shell, on the rookie wide receivers, on Robbie Anderson, a million guys, on Lee, on Mo Wilkerson. Will he come back and be a great player again? Spoiler alert, not happening. Nope. You know, can Burris play corner? You know, can you know it was gonna be a referendum for a lot of guys. It's turning out 
to be a referendum that Todd Bowles cannot coach. He's not a head coach. I don't Probably think so. Great defensive coordinator, not a head coach. But there's been there's been a lot of guys like that, right? A ton of guys. But I mean, at I, least we're finding it out. Yeah, but it, but now we're in year three. So like, I I know people wanted to say that last year in week five of of year two. Right. Bowles is not. He went to. The, he almost went to the playoffs in his first year. That was fluky. How that worked out. It was an easy schedule. Right. They they, they had a nice run. Um, and then in year two, it all fell apart. But you got to give him a little more time before you. I, at this point now, he's coached thirty four games. Yeah. I think we can we can say safely he's not really good at running a team. He's not. That's right. That's exactly right, Brian. You you can start to after thirty four games. That's not saying to fire guy, the guy tomorrow. He should get to coach the next fourteen games. I agree. He should. There's no point in firing him this season. None. Find out for sure if he's a coach, a head coach or not. If he's got head coaching timber or not. Because right now he doesn't seem to be a head coach. He doesn't seem to game plan well. He doesn't seem to adjust well. He doesn't seem to motivate his players. He doesn't seem to do anything. His, his scheme, his defensive scheme is not working. I don't know. It's the most vanilla, aggressive, blitzing defense I've ever seen in my life. Like, supposedly he blitzes all the time. Where? There's nothing creative or inventive about what I see. I see a couple of stunts, a couple of twists, and I'm supposed to get excited? Yeah. Where? He had Does five first-round picks on the field on, out, of his, out of his 11 defenders well, on but Sunday. That, but that now, that's, that <clears throat> goes to a whole other situation. The five first-round picks that they have, are they good? Are they good? They're not, are they, and they're not also all McCagans. No. <clears throat> I mean, four of them are. Four, four, 80% of them are. Or three of them are. Right, because right. Mo is Mo is under Tannenbaum. Right. Leo Lee, um, Claiborne. Leo Lee. I, Leo Lee. Uh, Leo Lee, a Hawaiian player. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Claiborne is the only one that wasn't a jet well, pick. A jet. Clay, well, no, they they acquired Claiborne, but yes, but it, but regardless, how is he using Lee? Right. And, uh, you know, Joe Cap said it the other day. I totally agree. Like, do you you got to move him outside at some point. He's not going to be able to play outside either. And basically, he's, he's you drafted a special teamer who's going to be great on kick coverage. And um, you can use him maybe on third down to try to cover a running back out of the flat, you know, out I mean, of backfield. Is, is he going to turn out to be as bad as Kyle Wilson? Tough to do. That's tough to do, Cal. Well, he's he's on he's he's the on, arrow is he's on the track. <laughs> yes, I know. I mean, he could be he could turn out to be as bad as Justin Miller. Forget about Kyle Wilson. I mean, he he, he could turn out to be. I I I I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna be because he's just not. He's just not good. But also, you have to wonder at some point, is, is Todd Bowles using him correctly? I don't know if he's using him correctly. And then the other thing that, that is just... Uh, 
the other thing that is just mind blowing is his comments after these games are unbelievable. Like his comments about how I, I thought we did this well, or I thought we adjusted here well, or, you know, I think, I don't think the problem is motivation and I don't think the problem is this. And I don't think that, I mean, just is another guy. You just, you don't want to hear from anymore. The, the jets are doing it wrong. They're doing the tank wrong. And, and it's really frustrating to watch. Um, my uncle says they do a good job, though. They See, this is a prime example of they do not do a good job. They're not. They're definitely no. not doing a good job. No, they're not. No. They're not doing a good job. Unless your what uncle you, is Woody Johnson, they're not doing a good job. The Johnsons. Now they do a good job, those guys. They do a good job. I don't, I don't know who this relative of yours is. I really want to know. I've not the met whole, them. The whole formula is, I guess, he. It's it's multiple guys, by the way. He so it's an he amalgamation. Works, he, yeah, he he gets himself into a conversation about something he doesn't really know about, but like he knows where it is, or you said something and it reminds him of something. You know, you, you talked about this store, so he, he's reminded of that store, and he brings right. it up. And the but only he, thing he, he has, doesn't know about it. He's got nothing. Okay. The Pet Smart on Highland Boulevard, they do a good job. <laughs> Who doesn't do a good job? I'd love to know. Like they do not do a good job. That is a whole other show. <laughs> the list the list of, of companies that are uh, disappointing that are not doing a good job the, the, yeah <laughs> the parks department they do not do a good job <laughs> the new fences at the zoo no nope negative no you can put not. your hand right through it <laughs> what is the point <laughs> I'm going to take my grandson there and he's going to put his arm right through the thing. He's going to get bit. Lousy job. Stamp it. Not like where a big stamp comes across the stream. <laughs> Bad job. Bad job. I think I like, I think I like lousy better for that. Lousy, lousy job. Lousy. lousy they did a lousy. Oh, they, did you ever, did they ever come with louse that up? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You lost it up. One. Yep. That was a big one for my grandmother. Oh, mm-hmm. I went down to uh, the the opening of the new path mark. They loused it up. <laughs> the park, the parking, they loused it all up. They, <laughs> I think I said that once to Teresa, and she was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? What does that yeah. even mean?" Yeah, I think you had to spend at least a period of your life in the 1950s. You know, they loused it up. To to do they loused it up. They liced it up? Why are lice involved? What are you talking about? Um, Can I just say as as the layman, by the way? Sure. That I, I find the Jets unwatchable. My wife and I have tried every game so far, including, including preseason. Oh, boy. Well... Hey, listen, preseason's unwatchable for everybody. <laughs> That's true. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't count that. But you've tried to watch both games and they're unwatchable. Painful. Pain, yeah, they're they're tough. They but they wouldn't be as tough for diehard fans like Cal and I. Uh, and Cal just had to jump off for a second. But he'll be right back on. They wouldn't be though, Peach, for what we're talking about right now. The idea of if they're playing the young players that you want to see and you want to see if they can play, then mm. you've got something to watch. They're not even doing that. Like they're, they're screwing that up because they're playing older players who you know all about, who you know aren't good already or are mediocre at best over like rookies, like play the rookies. That's the only reason to watch. And they're not even doing that. They're not even tanking the right way. I'll watch, I've, I'll watch a team. I'll watch the Jets knowing they're going to have not a strong season. Okay. I've, that's been like, you guys have warned me. They're not going to be good this year, right? <laughs> right. But I'll, <laughs> I'll still watch. The, the, right. There's something is going on this season that makes it really painful. Maybe I'm learning more about the game. Maybe. Or maybe it's just it's just a special brand of of bad. bad bad coaching, where even my wife is going, why why would he do that? <laughs> Fourth and one? Are you kidding? Yeah, when Tina's making play calls and being like, well, yeah. they're gonna run the ball here. <laughs> like that's not that's not a good sign. Yeah, and that's nothing against your wife. She's uh she's a, a brilliant brilliant woman. But not uh, a football mind, I wouldn't say. No, I wouldn't call her. I, w- I wouldn't call her one of the great football minds of our time. No, she and I are at the same level of of appreciation and understanding. When we went to the baseball game together, and you were explaining to me several of the ins and outs of what the players were doing, why this guy was throwing here and not there, why this guy was going to hit to left field and not right field or whatever was going on. Right. Um, you know, that, that's, that's where we are with most sports. We, we, we could use a tutor <laughs> right. on a lot of it, but we'd love it. Somebody that's watching with you that can, well, you know, I, I'm finding that now more and more with hockey now that I'm playing it. We're going we're gonna to talk about this later, but now that I'm playing, there's so many things that I took for granted about the game, like where do you line up on a face-off? Like I've been watching hockey all my life, and I've been watching hockey with a great deal of intensity all my life, but like where do you line up when there's a face-off and you're on the ice playing the game? Right. Like, oh, I, okay, I'm on that side. I don't know I'm supposed to be on that. Like there's, there's nuancy things that if you don't play, you don't really know. Um, my son, or you have to, or you have to pick up. Years, like, I still don't know what offsides means. So, what in hockey? In, in, in soccer, you get an offsides call. Oh, in nobody soccer. does. We don't, we, we don't understand why. Nobody does. Right. No. He was here, and the ball nobody. was here. Give me a break. Doctor E Ray Stat has tried to explain that to us eight hundred and seventy times, and nothing. Nothing. He understands. I'll drop him a note. He's unavailable. He apparently understands. Yes. He's 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 doing a little class on it every uh, every couple of weeks. Cal, uh, let's, uh, let's see. There he is. Yep. <laughs> tap the <laughs> mic. Tap the bottle and twist the mic. Tap. Wait. Tap the bottle and twist the cap is what I'm looking for. I'm so hip-hop. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I'm really not. Um, so uh, yeah, PJ and I were just PJ was talking about how utterly unwatchable the Jets are. <laughs> that he even and his wife have attempted to watch them a few times, and I said he he brought the the conversation home. They're unwatchable because even what they're supposed to be giving you to watch, they're not giving you to watch. That's right. The one right. thing they're supposed to give you, they're not giving you. And and just to wrap up on the Jets and move to the Giants, uh, Mike McCagnan. The football guy is the GM thing. Are we good with that now? Like, that's not just a thing. Like, you don't hire opposites. Why is it the Jets always hire the opposite of whatever they just had? Well, most people do that when they make a change. They go with, yeah. they go with the opposite of what wasn't working anymore, right? But don't the Jets go to, like, ridiculous extremes? Extreme. The Giants didn't. How much different is Ben McAdoo than Tom Coughlin? He's like a young Tom Coughlin. Right. Well, because the Giants weren't a bad team, it was just time for Coughlin to go. Okay. So when, but when things get bad, that's when you – but the Jets always go to the worst extreme. Right. Yes, like, that's true. It, it, there's, I understand that. Like, if you have a player's coach, you hire a disciplinarian. If you hire a disciplinarian, you hire a player's coach. Like, the Jets go to the worst extremes of that. Yep. The like they, had a, they had a ridiculous, and then they hire Pete Carroll, and then they had Pete Carroll, who was a players coach, and then they hire Rich Kotite. Like, you know, they had Rex Ryan, who's ridiculously personality. They hire uh, uh, Todd Bowles, who barely has a personality. Too much. They hire John Itzik, who's not a scout. They hire a football guy who has no idea how to run a cap. I know. Ah. Uh. They can't, they can't find the, the middle ground where you get the best of both sides. Right. Let me give you a, uh, one positive from the Jets for the first few weeks. Great. First two weeks. Uh, Jamal Adams and Marcus May can play. Yeah. They can both play. Well, then, then you got to give McCagnin credit for that, right? You, you, yeah. I mean, he's got to, apparently, but why? Because the, the failures are bigger than, first of all, with Adams and May, it's only been two games. And I'm, and I'm saying from the two games, I've enjoyed watching them play. Okay. Um, there's just too many misses right now for him. And there's also the cap, like, the, like going from having $90 million of surplus to no money at all last year to $90 million of surplus next year. Like, it's, it, he doesn't seem to know how to manage the cap. You know, like it's 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 either we're gonna have ninety million dollars of cap space or we're gonna have eight dollars of cap space. Right. He's a drunken sailor when he's got a ton of room to spend. Right. Right. But then he spends it all, and then he goes on austerity for two years until he gets it all back. Right. And in those austerity years, you go six and you know eighteen or six and whatever twenty six. Right. You know. Which which works if you have an eye for talent and you draft well. Which he has not. But he might have last year. Well, he might have on two. We, we'll never, we'll never know at the rate we're going because the other kids won't play. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Stewart and Hanson, just play them. Why wouldn't you play them if you're going to dress Hanson? Play him. Ah. He can't be worse than Sharon Peak, and I like Sharon Peak. Do you? But I do. Okay. I think there's some potential there. I'd rather see Hanson right now. He's so hot right now, Hanson. Hot and handsome. So hot. He's so hot right now. 
Um, the Giants, really quick. Um, <laughs> no, no, but but they the so they have a huge problem with their offense, right? Cal, do you know they've scored less than twenty points in like fourteen straight games? Oh yeah, no, it's, this is, yeah, it's this is not a new phenomenon with them. They've been bad. So I okay. So are they is is this season salvageable? Yes. Of course it is, right? So in two. Like fourteen games left. When they win this week and they beat the Eagles or whatever, everybody be like, Oh, we're back on track and everything's good and we went 0 and two in two thousand and seven and won the Super Bowl or whatever and we'll be back to that that narrative, right? Not necessarily. Okay. If they, if they beat the Eagles 17-14, yeah. and their offense still struggles again, and they like pull out a win on defense or something like that, right. yeah. then the, it's going to get even, it's just going to continue. And until they go out there and put up like a 40 spot, right? You're, this narrative is going to continue, whether I, they win or lose. Here's what I was struck by. Here's the only thing I, I wanted to say that I was really struck by. The So I listened to a lot of Bob McAdoo's, Bob McAdoo, uh, Ben McAdoo's press conference, uh, you know, the day after when he's taking questions and stuff like that. And the giant re- B reports were pointed. Pointed. Yeah, well, but, that's, but that's a New York thing when a team is on the ropes. Right, but I'm not used to hearing that at a giant press conference. Right, well, yeah, because the Giants are not often on the ropes. Well, not only that, they never do that to Coughlin, ever. They never did that to Coughlin. Rarely, yeah. I mean, you rarely heard the questions that, like, like asking him, are you guys a good team? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, we're doing that? Um, well, they don't have you, the cachet the yet, right? Yeah. Cache, but he also – it's, I say cachet. Everybody else says it's cash. I don't care. Okay, it's spelled C A C H E. Cachet. Cachet. I don't have the tango either, my friend. Tango and cash have cost me more than forty million dollars. Believe it or not. <laughs> that was my tango and cash. I did that. We did oh, that, that for great. like two years. That was great. Everything was. The other one was from that was. Um, Jack Palance doing like as the bad guy in Tango and Cash, like just saying duos, like being like Tango and Cash, like so angry, you know, and then he'd right. be like Laverne and Shirley, <laughs> <laughs> Potsy and Ralph Mouth. I don't know why they were all like 86 ounces. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold and Willis. Um, <laughs> just Jack Palance just doing that forever, like all ridiculous. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> um, but he 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 gets away with an arrogance about Eric Flowers that is just startling. Yeah, right. Like just like he was questioned and pressed on Eric Flowers, who speaking of bad draft picks, he's been bad. I mean, he he's unplayable. But that's but to your point, like you said before, he's dangerously bad though. Yes, he's gonna get Eli Manning killed. Right. And that's saying something because Eli Manning takes a hit better than anybody ever in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only guy who was ever better at ducking hits is his brother. 
but he and he's just like, yeah, well, we'll see what we're gonna do, you know. It's like, no, no, we're like, we're gonna move him to right tackle and try him there because this isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't know, I, I found it to be sort of he's got a real arrogance about him, Ben Matthews. Yeah, yeah, he, but it's but it's sort of like an unwarranted arrogance. Like that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's an unearned. You don't get to be arrogant yet. That's right. It's an unearned arrogance right now. Yeah. But that tells you that tells you like what kind of guy he is. If yeah. he's arro- if he's arrogant now, I mean he's a football coach, right? Like he's a head coach in the NFL. Like they're all to some degree really arrogant bastards, except Todd Bowles, who just is just you know. No. Just just work, work, we're working hard. That doesn't make any difference. Todd, your, your defense gave up 842 yards. Yeah, that doesn't make a difference. We'll go look at the film. Yeah, but Todd, it was, I, I mean, uh, Darren Lee got pancakes seven times on, 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 on seven plays in a row and, and maybe had the worst game I've ever seen an inside linebacker have in my life. Well, we got to look at the film. You know, he's doing – it's assignments. It's all assignments. It's all assignments, apparently. Yeah, but, Todd, at one point, Buster Screen's pants were down around his ankles. How'd that happen? <laughs> uh, Got to look at the film. We'll look at the film. We'll look at the film. He's, he's becoming sort of Morgan Freeman to me. A little bit. <laughs> Where it's sort of, we'll look at the film. Right. And, a, and young, let, a young Morgan Freeman. Right. And let you know what we see. I swear, Buster Screen missed an assignment. And that's where the long completion happened. Yeah, it's, he's, he's definitely becoming... Uh, so uh, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with the Giants this week. Because, again, he, he's showing a sort of arrogance here. And I just can't understand. It's not play calling. It's not... It does seem to be execution, but it's you can't be as win now a team as they kind of are. Not kind with, of, they are totally a win now team. Right, with an offensive line that bad. No. You had to. There had to be a left tackle on the market that you could have you could have picked up. This is a, you know they get into a crazy must win in week three. For you know expectation. I mean every game is must win. I know you know that. And but. It, it's it, it sort of is for their season and for their psyche. If they go into Philly and get blown out, you know, thirty-one fourteen, I mean, the Wolves are going to be at the door. Yeah, as much as it can be in Week Three. As much as it can, but in New York, they can be there. <laughs> and they're large, and they have friends. <laughs> Buster screen at his pants or anything. <laughs> well, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at the film. We're going to take a look at the tape. I got to look at the tape. They're out there giving effort. It's a good effort. No, I don't. Like, anytime he's questioned, like, is it apparent to you that, like, Mo Wilkerson gave up on, like, seven plays? Did you did you see that? No. No. Just shakes his head. No. <laughs> like, it's like we didn't watch it. Like, it's, yeah. like it's going to be like a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> right. No. I could have sworn I saw him sitting there eating a sandwich. <laughs> That's not what you yeah. saw. That's no. not what you saw. No, you you think you might have seen that, but you didn't see that. And he has like a smile on his face, like like how dare you ask that? Yeah, like what a silly question. Like what a ridiculous question. 
Like Mo, it seemed like Mo Lewis didn't really give much of an effort on that, uh, you know, one 27-yard run where he kind of loafed after the guy. No. And the smirk, like, no. no, no. <laughs> you don't know what, uh, what even a football is. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to say that. You don't, you don't even know what a football looks like. You don't even know. Um, okay. I want to talk about the NFL and the CTE stuff, but I want to save that for another time because that, that's a deep dive. Okay. Um, you know, because uh, Aaron, I guess Aaron Hernandez, uh, 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 it came out today that he had level three CTE. Are they doing levels now? Is that what that is? I, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that makes you kill people or, or in a gang, um, but apparently it's, it's noteworthy um, in some way, shape or form. So we touched on it uh, two weeks ago about the NFL and, and we will during this season at some point, we may even need to dedicate a whole show to it because it ties into a lot of what we're talking about um, with the NFL being a ridiculous cash cow. That is a dying sport. Right. Because in 10 years, nobody's going to want to play it because they, the way it's currently played. Well, the kids are, are already starting to not play. Right. You know, and that's the future of, of football. If the kids are not playing it, is, is, right. the, league, is the league going to die at some point? Well, and they're also getting to the point where the kids are not allowed to play it. Right. So they're suggesting that, you know, you don't play any sort of contact football until eighth grade, until you're 13, and you don't play Pop Warner anymore, and you play flag until you're 15 and, you know, or 14 and stuff like that. So, uh, but I, I want to get to B Block, and we, we, we got a couple minutes. We'll go a little over tonight. But, um, uh, uh, I wanted to jump off the B block with uh, Matt Harvey um, and the Mets. And then I want to talk about the Yankees and the return to the playoffs because they have an interesting dilemma ahead of them. One that the Mets sort of had last year in a different way with the wild card game. Um, but so Matt Harvey went out there the other day. Uh, again, he got shelled. These are all rehab starts for Matt Harvey. That's all they are. Right. The rehab starts on the major league level. He right. is not going to go down to double A and pitch 10 games for the rest of the season. He's rehabbing, but he's doing it on the major league level on a grand stage in New York. And I understand what they're doing, Bry, but every one of these shellackings that he's taking after the game and his comments and stuff, he's more and more beaten down. Right. And after this last one, like I said to you, I said, you know, I don't know or care how you feel about the guy, but you have to – terrible to watch this. This this kid who was an amazing ace and, and, and one of the best bright young pitchers in baseball, his precipitous decline, all because of injury. Like, it's all because of injury. Like, he didn't shoot himself in the leg like Plexico Burris or, or, or – you know, uh, uh, get, wind up in rehab or something like that. He's been hurt. He had Tommy John, then he had thoracic outlet syndrome. Now he's had the scapula problem this year or whatever. Like, he's been hurt. And I just think it's, 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 it's tough to watch. But as you said, probably a lot of Met fans and other fans are like, oh, well, that's what you get. There you yeah. go. Want, want to be the, the dark knight and you want all the publicity and all the fame. Yeah, I just think that's such a friggin' warped way to, to look at things and to look at sports. Like, what, what, you can't get any effing joy out of sports that that's got to give you enjoyment? 
You will love that. How, how, think about sports talk radio. It's built on negativity. If everybody was good and everything was positive, why are you going to, there's nothing to call about. There's nothing to talk about, right? Yeah. You want, you want to talk about the negative stuff. That's what drives it. No, so, absolutely. So anytime there's failure, and especially failure on such a spectacular level with a guy like Matt Harvey, that's a huge story, and people want to talk about it. And also the regular guy gets, gets his rocks off on it. The regular guy who's a big, let's say he's a big Mets fan and was disappointed in Matt Harvey not showing up to a game earlier this season because he was out partying, right. thinks, well, you know what now, millionaire? Look what happens to you. You get what you deserve. Right. You know? All the while not, you know, sort of realizing that, like, Matt Harvey being good is good for their team. They forget that. Like, this is really bad for their team. For, for like, the future, not, for next year. Not just this year. This is bad for next year, which brings me to what I wanted to talk about, which was, and it's been talked about a lot, like, do you tender him a contract in arbitration? Yeah, of course he did. And I, he's going to make $10 million. No, nah, you know, the, I, was, I was reading about that today, and it doesn't look like he's going to make that much. Right. They, they seem to think he's going to – he'll get a raise, which in itself is ridiculous when you think he's going to get a raise off of the season. Right. Systemically, it's, it's weird, yeah. It's weird, but I mean and, – and again, the average guy who looks at Matt Harvey and says, this guy's going to get $6 million next year. He's going to get more next year than he got this year. Makes right. sense, right? But at six million dollars, he's worth tendering a contract. Oh, absolutely, he's worth it at ten million dollars. He's worth so enough to find out what you still have. Right, and he's in a contract year, and and, and you, ne- and you never discount you never discount the contract year. Right, but I but see, here's what bothers me a little bit about that statement. He's trying now. He's working his ass off now. Yes. How do you know that? Because that, that is one thing that Darling has said, that other guys around the teams have said, that Eddie Coleman's even said, that he has worked his ass off from every recovery to get back. Because, and, and if it's, I don't know if it's necessarily altruistic because like, he wants to help the Mets. I think he wants to be the friggin' Dark Knight again. And I think that drives him, you know, as much as money in a contract year. He wants to be that guy again. He wants to be the alpha dog again. The ace, the guy who had the city eating out of his hand. Like, I think that's as big to him as the contract. Yeah, he's so far removed from that at this point, though. No, I know, but I, I, I mean, everything that you've heard, or we've heard, I've heard in multiple places that he's worried, and he did it for Tommy John, too. He worked his ass off. Yeah, well, that yes, that he did. That he you did. Know, I'm my question is now, after three different problems, how much more fight does he have in him? That's a great question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, he, he, you know, he's – you saw that guy the other day talk after the game. And we talked about this. this we're talking about there's no such thing as a good problem. Another one of our, um, you know, overall thematic uh, – um, Themes, thematic themes. Good job, everybody. Mm-hmm. Another one of our themes that comes up all the time is that these guys are human beings. We forget it all the time. 
There's emotions that go into their gameplay. There's emotions that go into a game. Maybe they had a fight with their uh, their wife that day, or 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 you know whatever. When they go to the ballpark, these are human beings. And as good as they get at shutting everything out and performing, it doesn't always work. Right. They're not robots. We sort of expect them to be robots, and they're not. Yeah, that's true. And after he spoke the other night, or, or you know, or he spoke after the game the other night, I said, "Here's a guy. He's like broken, and he's he's trying. He can't understand it. I'm throwing the fastball 96, 97 miles an hour. Why is it not moving? Like he's literally at a loss for why this is happening. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know. see a guy who's you know." contract eerie. I saw a guy who's like desperate to become what he was what he was once. Yeah, but it's it's at this point it's tough to judge because this is such an irrelevant situation it is. ten games left in the season. And he's rehabbing. These are rehab starts. Right. Do you do you think that if there was still a minor league season right now he, they would have him rehabbing in the minor leagues? Absolutely. Oh I don't think so at all. I think no, be, I, th- he would be I, the team. I think after the first shelling, they would have. They would have. I don't think if they had the option to have him pitch at Double A, and because it would be, it would be rehab. It would be injury rehab. It wouldn't be like you're getting reassigned or anything like that. It doesn't matter to a guy like him. He would feel like he's being sent down. Nah, it's. I don't know. You, I think. You, well, I think they would have had him pitch in the minors longer, Cal. Before bringing him back. Maybe, but then he comes back and then he has these outings again. Yeah, you I, talk, I don't you think talked you about his you talked about his confidence. Yeah, right. Well, what's worse? You tell me. What's I worse? Know. I don't know. Getting right? shelled on the major league level in these starts, or getting shelled at Double A. Or and, you, you know, when when there's seven reporters there, you know, as opposed to here when there's a you know thirty. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I know. It's it's but I think we both agree you have to offer him arbitration. Absolutely. Yeah, and Sandy Alderson came out this week and said as much that they yeah. uh, they are expecting to offer him a contract. Yeah. I mean even even when one of the the officials they uh, Boomerang uh, had said this uh, this week like I I asked one of the med officials about it and they laughed at me. Like of course we are. Like from a fan and, standpoint you might say, well, he stinks. Don't bring, I want him gone. Just get rid of him. Yeah. So why, first of all, you still need pitching. Where are you going to yeah. get your pitching? Where are you going to get your pitching from? Yeah. You know, they're the Mets. They're not going to save that $6 million and go reinvest it somewhere else. Right. Or right? even $10 million. Like, Whatever again, it is. He's, he's worth finding out if he still has anything left for 10, for $10 million. And a guy like Matt Harvey, you just don't, you just don't dump. No. You're gonna. He, he's either gonna play out his contract and leave, or you're gonna trade him and get something for him. You're not right. gonna just get rid of him because. And then, and then, and then another part of this, which I, people make more of a deal of it than it should be, but it's still a, a part of this. Is that what if he goes somewhere else and he finds it again? Yeah. How bad is that gonna look? Well, Ronnie, like uh, Darling said the other day, Ronnie, because we're friends. Um, yeah. Like Darling said the other day. Go ahead. Don't offer him arbitration and watch 29 other teams fight over each other to sign him. 
It's true. Because they all will. It's just a, it's just a silly narrative that the it media is. likes to throw out there just to just to create discussion. And then the silly fans media. buy it. The fans buy it right away. They love it. They love it so much. They lap it up. So they do. Like a dog. Um, lap it up. Yankees. If you're the Yankees, so they're no, no. three games back of the Red Sox, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think they have ten. They have ten games left. Yeah. Are you trying to win the division, or are you making sure that Luis Severino is rested for game for the wild card game? I try to win the division. Absolutely. Wow, you crazy bastard! I love it. Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. They're five games up on the wild card. I hope you tell me why. I just told you why. Right, but this is not about holding on to the wild card or anything like that. Like It's about having Severino ready if you don't catch the Red Sox. Yeah, but you have, you have plenty of opportunity 10 games out with a five-game lead to set it up however you want to set it up. So that Severino is available should you need that wild card game, but you still go for it and try to win the division. But you need – so they have 10 games left. They had an off day today. Right. Right? They did. They, <laughs> why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate. So I'm saying you are really passionate. So you – I don't know who's supposed to go tomorrow – they play the Blue Jays for three. They have a weird one-game set with the Royals, right? That's a makeup game. Right. On Monday the 25th, they have one game with the Royals. That's a makeup game. Um, beep, beep, beep. Boop, boop, boop. They have one game left. They have one game with the Royals. Boop, boop, boop. Um, and then they have the Rays for three, and then the Blue Jays. I'm trying to see who is pitching there. Um, but it, 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 I, I'm trying to see who the probable pitchers are. If you can set your lineup, if you can set your rotation, oh man, I I that would mean you have to pitch him twice in there. You'd have to pitch Severino twice in there if you're going to try to catch them. I feel like you're going to solve this whole thing tonight. I think we're going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have this. <laughs> we have this down. You've got to figure it out. You know exactly who they need. Yep. It's, it's my understanding there'd be no math. But, Cal, if they, if they do that, Yep, yep, yep. If they do that, help. does he get the door? Let him in. <laughs> Cal, come in. It's okay. If they do that, if they do what? If they so if they're going for the division, you have ten games left. How many? You have to pitch Severino twice in there. All right. Do me a favor. Are you you're looking at information right now? I'm looking at their schedule. Yes. Okay. Can you tell me when the wild card game would be? Wildcard game is Tuesday, October 3rd. Tuesday, October 3rd. All right. Yes. So they can pitch Severino. I can't seem to find their probable starters, though. I don't care about that. I'm going to just – I'm going right. to back – You don't have to yell. You don't have to yell. I'm going like. to ba- I'm gonna back into this. So oh, nice. If he's pitching on the third – Beep, 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 
He can the latest that he can pitch in the regular season would be the twenty eighth, which is a week from today, right? It, to go on full rest. To go on full rest in that wild card game. He can pitch up to a week from today. So that's so that's how you plan this out. You don't pitch him that last week of the season. And I think that that's the real question. If there were a game out with three games left, do they pitch him that last weekend of the season to try the women division, right? A game out with three games left. At that if last it, weekend, the train season, leaves Chicago. If you're going to pitch Severino in that first game, yeah, yeah, right. But here's the other thing: they could pitch Sonny Gray in that game also. So why did he options. only pitch? Why did he only pitch? Severino's pitching that game though. Why? Because he's, he's been the second best pitcher in baseball since the All Star break. So. He's pitching that game. Okay, you're right. He is going to pitch that game. So, so he can pitch. He he, he cannot pitch the la, the last weekend of the season. Then. So he only threw three innings yesterday. Maybe. No, he, he only threw three innings yesterday. Telling me. I don't know why that would have been. You're not asking me, are you? I'm saying I'm looking at the box score. Did it he rain? Only, he only pitched three innings. Did it rain yesterday? No, no, no. No. No, I don't understand. I don't know why. Now, the, and it was a 3-3 game. Here, all right, my point is that if you have the opportunity to win the division, you, go, you try to win the division. Try but, to win the division. But, but you can't the, sacrifice your best pitcher. But not at, right. That's the difference. You're not at the expense of sacrificing your best pitcher. Right. You can't do both. I'm trying to see right? when he pitches this week. Or when they have him scheduled. Well, I'll tell you. Hold on. Well, that's a great job by me. I'll figure it out. You know what I'm really good at? Are you on NFL.com? The internet. So right now, he's set to pitch. He won't pitch again until the 27th. Then that's, that's where it. they have him right now. Then he can't pitch again. If he, if they want him to start the game one of the if they want him to start the wild card game, he can't pitch after the twenty seventh. But, but that's what they're doing. So then, so then we just spent five minutes talking about. Things. They're playing for the wild card. They're playing for the wild card. You know, because he otherwise he would have pitched on. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He would have pitched that Kansas City game on Monday the twenty fifth. They're going to hold him out of that. What's that? They're not playing for. They're not necessarily just playing for the wild card. They can still win the division without pitching Severino one more time. No, no, absolutely. But they're saving him for a wild card game. Right, but but essentially, what we're saying is that if they were gonna, they could pitch him twice more to try to win the division. Right. They could pitch him twice more to try to win the division. They're choosing not to. Can he pitch more than two times the rest of the season? No. Okay. So for one extra start, they're going to play it conservative and have him available for that wild card. Right. Right. So I, I, you can't kill them for that at all. No, not at all. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're punting the division necessarily, but if they were truly going for the division, they would pitch him twice over the last 10 games. Why? It's one game though. Because you're only three games out. 
but it's only one extra game at the expense of not having him should you fail to win the division. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's one game out of 10 when you're three games out. So we're disagreeing. That's an important, no, no, I, I, I think they're doing the right thing. But if they were going hands down for the division, you'd pitch him twice during those last 10 games. You just would. You'd have your best pitcher out there twice. Yeah, I just, I just, I think it's a very, it's a difficult, it's a difficult conversation to have because that they have two ways to get into the playoffs. That's right. They have a problem. It's a good problem. It's not a good problem to have. Um, I, 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 no, I, I, I'm, I, I totally agree with what they're doing. I'm saying, like in, in theory, they would pitch him twice in the last thing. Like you had ten games left. Who are your three best pitchers? Tanaka, ten games left. You're three games back. Tanaka, Severino, and Gray. Right. Right. And or you Tanaka could Severino and set Gray. it up that way. <clears throat> no, it's 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 Tanaka, definitely. It is. Yes. Okay. Um, You've decided that. No, he th- he has been. He's statistically. Just, yes. Um, okay. And 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 Sabathia has been very good, but. Uh, those are your three best pitchers. Okay. So Tanaka um, and Gray are going to pitch twice more. Gray is scheduled to pitch on the 23rd. That's Saturday. Tanaka's, right. Tanaka's tomorrow. Gray is Saturday. Yeah. Would you – then does Gray come back on – so let's say you win those two games right. and Boston loses one. Okay, so now you're two games out on Sunday. Right. You both win on Sunday. So now you're two games out with seven games left. Right. Do you on pitch Monday. Severino on Monday, which is his day? Yeah, you do. Of course. But then he's then he can't pitch again. Oh, no, he can pitch again. Well, then there's then there's the question. Then that takes that then that takes you to the real question because he would be due to pitch that Saturday. But I'm saying he could pitch twice in that scenario. So you're two games out with seven to play, right? He could pitch that Monday against right. Kansas City and then could pitch again. Now, right now he's not. He's slated to pitch that Wednesday, the 27th. So they've Do already you, set him up. They set him up for the wild card, yeah. Correct. Do you move him up to that Monday? With the chance that on the on the Saturday you could be a game out or tied and have him go again, I think you have to. Well, the problem with that then is that if you move him to the Monday, right, and if you don't pitch him again, he's going to sit for ten days before he pitches that wild card game, and you don't want that. But you could always throw him in the game. So it's let's not, say it's not the same. No, but you pitch him on that Monday. You could start him on the on the, on that Saturday and just pitch him three innings or two innings, and, and then bring him back on three days rest for the wild card game. You're not bringing him back on three days rest. He just pitched two innings. Right, but it's still three days rest. Or you could you start want, him on the start him on the Friday. So you're pitching him on three days rest on Friday. You, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it, it, no, it's it's just a matter of adding up days. 
So yeah, you so understand three days you rest understand no matter what. I'm what. Saying, though, like you, you, you go and let him just get two innings in a game. That's his bullpen day anyway. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting dilemma. It's a good problem to have. It's not. It's a terrible problem. I feel like. Well, you know what? You'd you would want that problem right now. I would I would sign for that problem. Really you would kill you would that. kill for that problem. I would probably kill for that problem. But let me ask you though. And then we'll we'll wrap up this because PJ promised we would figure this out tonight. We're about to. Um I pitch him on that Monday. If I'm two games out with seven to play and that's his day, I pitch him on that Monday. And if I and if it gets away from me later in the week, I'll hold him for the wild card game. I don't care. And you'll pitch him on ten days rest. But I'm taking my best shot to win the division. There is such a huge difference. I don't care who they are playing in the wild card game. I know they'll they'll destroy the twins, but you never know. It's one game. As opposed to the division series and five games. It's one game. And if you win that game, you get to play the Indians. You know, I I, I don't want to just play one game. I don't want a one game winner takes it all. And what if it's the Angels? Yeah, everybody knows they're going to romp on the Twins, right? They just destroyed the Twins. They just swept them. They had a grand old time. Woohoo! Pajama jammy jam. They swept them. Right? What if it's the Angels? That's a what good. If, that's a good lineup. Doesn't matter. Capable of, capable of exploding at any time with the best player in baseball on it. Who's the pitcher that's going to pitch in that game for the Angels? Who's the pitcher that's got? So uh, I don't know. It's probably not as good as Severino, but I don't care. Right? Is he going? Is Irvin Santana as good as Severino? No. This is my point. They're going to be whoever they're going to. It's not like they're going to face Madison Bumgarner in the wild card where you need to try to avoid it at all costs. I, I, I just I, – that, that comfort with the one-game playoff? I don't think anybody's comfortable with it, but it's not the worst thing in the world is that's where you wind up. I wouldn't care for that. Well, I, I just I, – I would not care for that. That would make me very – that would make me very, very nervous. Well, I hope I hope they figure it out. No, hey, look, good for them. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. hope so too. I'm hopeful. Who is their best pitcher? The Angels. I mean, do they have one? Who starts that game? I mean, they have pitchers. They have a few. Right. Does Does Parker Bridwell start that game? I mean, he's been their best pitcher in the second half. I, I, you would be safe to call that the biggest game of his life, right? J.C. Ramirez, is he pitching that game? I don't think so. You know, it's not Ricky Nolasco. He's 6-14 and 14 with a 5 ERA. Is it Tyler Skaggs? The Skagman? Skagman Crothers? <laughs> That's him. He's 2-6. and six. And he's in the bullpen now. He's starting on Sunday. Oh well, they they must be using him. He he's only started fourteen games this season. Yeah. Um. Boy, they're they're. How are they doing this? 
He's actually pitching. He's actually pitching the best of all of them right now. I mean, they're only 500. Let's not, you know, they're they're a 72 and 72 team, but they have a very very good lineup. But you're right. Who's pitching that game? Okay, that's fine. I think it's Parker Bridwell. I really do. I disagree. I think it's Tyler Skaggs. You think it's the Skagman? <laughs> Skaglietti. Skaggs Bridwell, Bridwell had been very, very good. Well, he's got a couple of uh, sevens in there, seven runs. Seven runs. Two, four, one, one, two, two, seven, six, two, zero, four. Um, yeah. it, be, it could be Garrett Richards, too, but he hasn't pitched a lot. It could be Garrett Richards. I'm glad we're speculating wildly on this. Yeah, like who the Angels wild card starter is going to be? <laughs> yes, it, regardless. And not irregardless, because that's not a word. Um, it, 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 it's going to be very interesting to see what the Yankees do, because I feel like you do everything you can to win the division. You just really do. They're sitting in a very, like, remember a couple years ago when they were going to play the Astros? Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, they knew that Dallas Keuchel owned them or whatever, but it was the Astros. The Astros stink. They'll beat the Astros. Yeah, they, they didn't beat the Astros. I don't think you do whatever you need to do to win, to win the division. I don't think you do whatever you need to do to win the division. Unless you're you, facing Madison Bumgarner. You do, right. But you do what, what's in your power. You do what you have to do. Right. You don't, you don't sit guys and rest them to get them ready for the playoffs at all. No. This is, really, all we're talking about is do you pitch Severino once or twice? That's the only thing that we're talking about. That's what we're talking gonna, about. Because they're going to do everything else that they need to do to try to win this division. Yeah. I mean, you could conceivably be talking about Gray as well. But, um, but yeah, no, that's fair. They're, they're going to try to win the division. While still saving Severino for a wild card game. Well, the, that's the one thing that they won't do. They right. would do anything to win the division. But they won't do <laughs> Meatloaf, that. Meatloaf style. <laughs> exactly how they, yeah. All right. Um, one quick thing on the aisles in C Block. We're going to get to D Block for just a second, and then we're going to the fun mode. Um, oh, I have a question here. Will you watch the playoffs? Will you watch the baseball playoffs? Probably. You still will. Only because it's baseball. You're a fascinating creature. It's baseball. It's baseball. Baseball to okay. me, it's, it's the most, baseball is the most important thing to me. I'm so disgusted by this season. Don't think I can do it. Well, you're also going to have hockey. I will be knee-deep in hockey, yes. Yeah, you're going to be more than knee-deep in hockey. I will be, be shin-pad deep in hockey. You will be up to your neck. Let me give you a quick Islanders uh, insider scoop. Uh, and Barclays. Let me I give you a little bit. Music for that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I wish we had music for that, too, but I'm afraid to play music because it seems to kick you off the show. No, I think anything. It's just no rhyme or reason to that. It's completely random. Um, it, you would so, be playing Mission Impossible music for this, right? I would probably play this. Hallelujah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That has no. nothing to do with an insider <laughs> scoop. No. Oh, we could play that. Yeah. 
Right. It's like a, a clandestine figure around the corner. Come here. I got some scoop for you. RTU scoop. Don't tell anyone. But now it's time for the uh, RTU scoop. Um, I have it on good authority. So let me. Here's how I'm going to do this without giving away the 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 uh, <laughs> the, sec- you, the secret plans. Can you do it like celebrity gossip? Like Rona Barrett? <laughs> my spies yeah. tell me. My spies tell me. Here's the dish on the Islanders. My spies. We welcome Cindy Adams with the Islander Insider. <laughs> I saw John Ledecky canoodling with... <laughs> so... Uh, I have it on good authority, or let me let me paint it this way. Okay, so there's going to be an RFP for Belmont, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely, the Islanders are going to put an RFP in, uh, um, a proposal in for the Belmont uh, Arena. We know that Barclays um, is not happy with their arrangement with the Islanders. The Islanders are not happy with Barclays. We also know that Barclays uh, and the same people own the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Uh, they put uh, a lot of lipstick on a pig. Uh, however, um, hockey game uh, they had there last week did really, really well. A lot of people came. Concession stands and the corridors are still too skinny, but the people love seeing a game at that place because it's a hockey arena, um, albeit an old one. But they own that place as well, right? They are aware. What would you say if Barclays was aware that um, the Islanders might be getting Belmont and want to maximize their investment in the Islanders. And so therefore extended them, offered them a five-year extension and say, you can get out of the lease in 18 months. If you give us 18 months notice, you can get out. But we're going to extend you for five years. We're going to rework the terms of our contract here. You know, the the $52 million that the Islanders are getting, regardless of who shows up. But we're we're not going to rework that too much. We're still going to pay you. But you have to play 20 games, 21 games at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. You have to give us 20 dates there. Do you think the Islanders would go for that? There's so many things going through my mind right now. Do you think Gary Bettman would allow it? No. Not for a hot second. Why? 13,000 people at the Coliseum. There's 13,000 people at Barclays. Wouldn't allow it. Oh, as part of this, they would be adding uh, 2,000 seats. And I'm not just making this up. They would, as part of the 21 games, they would be adding 2,000 seats and 10 suites. I, I prefer if it was the other way around. 2,000 suites and 10 right. seats. I, I think so with John Ledecky. But right. it's temporary. It's, for, it's until Belmont it's like is a temporary gone. suite? Like they're just going to put up like a pop-up... <laughs> Like, you know, like a pop-up restaurant. It's a pop-up right. suite. 
Um, it, it I ended up in section 329, but it's a suite because you have table service and stuff like that. You're in regular seats, but it's a pop-up suite. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck pop-up suite. Right. <laughs> Look at all. That's the other guy. That's not Wolfgang Puck. That's, yeah, I know. Wolfgang Puck uh, talks like this. <laughs> but screams like Guy Fieri. But he says oddly, eat my pizza. <laughs> Uh, it's it's intriguing. That's all intriguing. I I take that with a grain of salt. I find all of that very hard to believe. Why? Because it's it's just first of all, how would how would Barclays know that the Islanders' proposal is going to be accepted? No, 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 they no, 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 no. They, they they don't know that. That's I'm, the I'm first part saying, of it. They're 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 this idea is under the presupposition that it gets accepted. Okay. Well, if it if it doesn't, I don't think the Islanders want to lock into anything longer term at Barclays, and they can't take that chance should the Belmont piece fall through. But they can get out in eighteen months. And go where? And go anywhere. Where? Where? There's nowhere to go. But I'm saying they have an out of the lease in eighteen months, so they're signing a five year extension, but they can get out. With 18 months' notice at any time, so if Belmont fell through and they wanted to move to Seattle, they could get out. So they could sign. The, so what you're saying is they could sign the contract on October 1st, and then on, on October 2nd they could tell them we're leaving in 18 months. Correct. Okay. Um, it's a bridge. They, they, Barclays would be offering a bridge and cutting their they, losses. Why would they do that? Because they get they get years of uh, they get uh, product for Nassau Veterans Memorial okay. Coliseum and they free updates for Barclays. So they double dip there, right? And they get to double dip for as long as it takes the Islanders to get into Belmont. Otherwise, they just lose the Islanders with nothing. Well, that sounds like a sweet deal for Barclays, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not a terrible deal for the Islanders either, though, because they keep getting paid. Yeah, but I, I don't know. But but you have them playing a, a half their games in two different places. Right. Do you That's think the players I, would not like that? I have I have no idea. Yeah, I would. I, I I I wouldn't know whether that. And then of course the first question was you the first question. Anymore, can you? Yeah, I can. Oh, the first okay. question that um that the source had. Was where are the playoffs? What's the answer? I said it doesn't matter. I said I would let the players choose. Doesn't matter. It's all revenue for Barclays. It's all revenue for that group. I said to be honest with you, the playoffs are at the Coliseum because it's a better building for hockey. Okay. And that means Barclays could have Beyonce in the same night that the Islanders have a playoff game at the Coliseum. And the people who own those venues get double gate. They're gonna be on at the Coliseum if the Islanders are playing at Barclays. Makes more money. It makes more money at Barclays. So wouldn't the Islanders make more money at Barclays? No, the Islanders. The Islanders are gonna make playoff money no matter where they play. Who charges right? the ticket price? Who charges what ticket? They, they get a certain set, amount of money for being in the playoffs, though. Who sets the ticket price? The team does. 
higher at Barclays than it is at the Coliseum? I've found it to be commensurate. It can't be the same. It's pretty pretty close. <laughs> why why would it be the same though? You're paying it's a, it's a brand new building at Barclays with better concessions. I mean, you you pay more at Barclays for the ice seats. I don't you don't pay any more for the upper deck or the mid-level seats. It's about the same. I I I think it's higher, but I'm not going to argue with you. Well, okay, to counter that, you can put 2,000 more people in the Coliseum. You can put 2,000 more people in the Coliseum. It's, yes. They only have 13,000 seats there right now. They have 13,900. Barclays has 13,700, and they're adding 2,000 seats. Where, how, where are they putting these 2,000 seats, and how are they just going to magically appear in an existing There's actually building? a plan to put in 3,000 seats. Well, well, then why aren't they doing it? They didn't do it because they didn't think they're going to have a major league team playing there. Okay. How long does it take to put 3,000 seats in an arena? I don't think it's very long. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. serious. I'm, the right. way they've talked about it, it's an offseason, that they could do it in an offseason. Okay, but they have to play now. The contract yeah. is up in January. They have to come up with a decision now. No, no, no. Their opt-out is up in January. If they extend, right, if they extend – the NASA Veterans Memorial Coliseum part of it doesn't have to happen until, say, 19 or 20, you know, like the 1920 season. But, wouldn't, but, but then when is the Belmont proposal supposed to be accepted? That's supposed to be done. The, the RFP gets decided on like, or gets submitted by September 28th, actually okay. one week. All right. When, when will they make that decision? When would, if they accept Early it, when would, when would they break ground? They're probably shortly thereafter. And it takes how long to build an arena? Two years? Two, two and a half, yeah. Okay. So, like, you would, say, same... you would say three. You, your best bet, if they broke ground and say, let's just say for conversation's sake, you broke ground there in August of 2018, which is optimistic. Okay. So, even better, say September of 2018, you should be able to open that in September of 2021. In October, you should be able to play there. All right. So for those three years, you have the Islanders playing 20, half their games at the Coliseum. And half their games at Barclays, yeah. Okay. So then they have to add 3,000 seats to the Coliseum mm-hmm. by the beginning of next year. 2,000 seats. Yes. You said, you said 3,000. No, they can add 3,000. He's saying okay. they would only add 2,000. Why would they only add two if they could add three? And maximize more revenue. Be faster. Okay. Um, So then when the Islanders move to Belmont. Right. Now you've got a 16,000 seat Nassau Coliseum, which is what you didn't want in the first place. Right. Then then what do they do? Have concerts there, I guess. 16,000 seats. The whole point of this new Coliseum was to make it smaller. Yeah. I don't know. Not my problem. <laughs> okay. Good talk. Well, I mean, that's the Barclays people's problem. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, my question, why would they do that? Because they want, they want to get something out of the Islanders. That's not long-term business planning, though. How long-term has their business planning been, Brian? The Barclays Center? When they slapped a $165 million lipstick on this pig at the NASA. I mean, how long has the planning been? How far into the future were they looking? 
when they knew it was even a possibility that the Islanders could have come back, which it was, since they owned both buildings. And one of those buildings is not made for hockey. How, how much foresight are those Barclays people showing? All right. Well, so you're counting on them just throwing 3,000 seats into an arena. Two. 2,000 seats into an arena <laughs> for three years. I'm not counting on anything. I'm simply reporting what was heard through All the right. grapevine. I, I am a tad skeptical of, this, of all of this plan. Hey, listen. I didn't say that Barclays people had a good plan. I just said they had a plan. We'll see. I don't know. Yes, we will. We will. That would certainly be it. I, my first question was, why in the world would they do that? Did you get an answer? The answer was to get something out of them. To not just have them pick up and leave. And to get somebody in that building for the next three, four years. They could put whatever they want in that building. They could put the circus in the building. They could it's put not going to make any money. It's 21 dates where they have the Islanders there. The Islanders will make money in that building, especially if it's only 21 dates that they're there. I think my favorite part of this whole conversation was your suggestion that the players choose where the playoffs are held. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> players' choice. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't understand how it works. I, I'm not saying that would happen, but what's what's more ridiculous? Like why 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 wouldn't you have your team play where they want to play for well, the playoffs? Well, you gotta you gotta clear the dates well in advance. You gotta clear the dates for both places well in advance. What's going to be easier to clear the dates on the Coliseum or Barclays? Right, but when you're when you're asking the players where you want to play, you don't know if you're even going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think you would do it before the season started. I wouldn't say you would do it when you clinch the wild card. <laughs> Just hold a team meeting. <laughs> I, I obviously it would be discussed before the season. Uh, yeah, I. And I, would be figured out before the season. You're not going to play it at both. I think one game at Barclays and then one game at the Coliseum and then one game at Barclays. Look, I, I, we, we disagree on this. I apologize. It's, I don't find the Coliseum to be a viable option. It's not a viable option. I just don't. It's not a viable option for a full-time team. So why are we talking about this then? Because it's it's 21 games. And the playoffs apparently. Well, only if the players get their say. I just, I don't. Well, okay. Look, maybe I'll look like the idiot in a, in a year. I'd be happy to like the idiot. Like I, I don't like know if it's a freaking moron, but I think it's ridiculous. I think this whole talk is ridiculous. Okay, but 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 you know what? Play play this back in a year and make me look like an ass. Well, why did that? This is not my plan. You're 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 like a, you're like approaching it like I I am endorsing it even. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what somebody from. One of the higher up places involved in this scenario, very high up, is proposing to the Islanders. I, I didn't. I didn't say, "Oh, this is a great plan," or "I think they should do this." I'm I never, telling you I what, never said that. what they're going to propose. Like literally. Okay. This will be their proposal to the Islanders. They're going to sit with John Ledecky and say, "Here's what we want to do." 
Okay. Five-year extension, 18 months out of the lease. We'll still pay you the same amount of money that we're paying you. You can go pursue your other arena pursuits, but you got to play 21 games at the Coliseum. <laughs> All right. You know, I, do I think that's going to work? And Ledecky's going to be like, yeah, hell yeah, sign me up. We're good. No, not by any means. This is what Barclays is thinking. Right. Maybe. Maybe. If this is true. You never know. Liz Smith, was it Liz Smith? Was she the other one? Yeah. What was JLo wearing at the Emmys? What was JLo wearing at Barclays when she came up with this proposal? It was her it was her it was all her idea. I don't think I, I think the, the the thing that's sticking the most in your craw, and there's a lot sticking in your craw about this. Because I can all, see it. It's hanging first, out of your craw. First of all, you are not qualified to comment on my craw. <laughs> I, I believe after 270 episodes, I am, actually. No, no, no. Only, only the bishop is allowed to comment on my craw. So he's the craw daddy, would you say? <laughs> craw daddy skags. Craw daddy skags. Is the idea of them playing hockey again at the Nassau Coliseum. Hey, they played hockey at the Nassau Coliseum five days ago. I know. And everybody had everybody had a great time. Yep. The gay old time at the Coliseum. Yep, but not you. No, not me. The idea of it infuriates you. No. See, that's where you're wrong, because the idea of it is what it would be what I want and what we all want. We want them back. Full you don't time. want them back at the Coliseum. Sure, I do. Not that Coliseum. Not that Coliseum. But that's the only one there is. No, well, they ain't knocking that down and putting up a new one. But they can build. They can put three thousand seats in there. It, that's not going to make it big enough. That's not going to make the corridors big enough. No, if it's that's if not going to make sixty-five suites for the owners. What do I care about the corridors? You don't care about the the game experience? You don't no. care about going there and waiting an hour and a half to piss? Nope. I don't. I mean, I don't either, but... I go for the game. And most of the 16,000 fans that fill that arena are going for the game. So if they drop 3,000 seats into there, you'd be okay with them moving back? Yes. Of course I would. Regardless because... of the fact that it's still the same place. Yeah. I would have... To, I... They didn't, I, I would have been happy with the way that it was. They didn't even have to leave. Interesting. That's not, that's not what it's about. They didn't have to tear Shea Stadium down either. I had no problem. I have no problem with outdated facilities. The team is good. Yeah, but aren't you glad they did tear Shea Stadium down? Well, City I mean, Field now, is, like... Well, yeah, City Field is beautiful. I mean, I'm not saying glad, but I'm saying... Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not pining for Shea Stadium right now, at all. I, I love also, baseball parks and hockey arenas are very different. It's it, it's a little different, but the Coliseum was a, was unique because oh, no, totally one of it's one of the last of its kind. I'm just talking about though that the the rink is the same. You know, a a, a football stadium, the field is the same. Right. It's all about 
the building itself, like baseball, it's like different. The dimensions are different. The views are different. You know, this is different. You know what I mean? Like a ballpark right. is just different. Right. Because they're all unique. But that said, I understand what you're saying. But I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't think you wanted them back. I thought you were just there were There were 16,000 people there every single night, and they were winning. And the place was falling apart. Like, literally, you would sit down in the seat, and you would fall to the ground. In their last season, though, it wasn't like that in, like, 14 when they made the playoffs. I mean, there weren't 16,000 people there a night, Cal. Down the stretch, there were. Yeah. They didn't draw. They didn't draw well there. They drew, they drew when they won. Even they when just they didn't won, win. they didn't draw that well. They didn't, they didn't win nearly enough. That's why. Yeah. But, but the rare times that they won, they draw. They drew. Drawed. <laughs> drew. <laughs> they draw, drowned. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have to see how it plays out. Boy, we're way late for the fun load. Look what we did. I had that little scoop. You, I had to scoop it. You had Billy Bush come in and, and drop a bomb on Wow, him. don't bring that guy's name up on my show. Not on my show, my friend. Sorry. You want to run that over with other podcasts, you knock yourself out. Not on my who's, show. Who's the other guy? John uh, Mary Hart? John Tesh. John Tesh, Mary Hart? Yep, Mary Hart. Sure. Who's Maria uh, Menounos? <laughs> and uh, also Menudo is here. <laughs> Menudos. <laughs> All the all the Menudo's guys are. Wasn't that? <laughs> this is a perfect time to bring in PJ because we're about to go into the uh, the RTU Funload Cafe. Everybody, 